Red Bull completely dominates Ferrari at their home race. Lando starts Landoing again. Nico Rosberg is a complete hater, but is he wrong? Fire it up, boys! Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Start Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, how are you doing? What's going on, guys? Yeah, see? Sad. Sad. <coughs> we'll talk about why he's sad in a few. But uh, on today's episode, we will be reviewing the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. We'll also be talking a, bit, a little bit about uh, Carlos finally signing, right? No? No love for my joke? Nope. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. It was not a lot of news coming into this race weekend. Um, on that note, Ruben, how, how was your weekend, dude? Too short. Too short. Yeah, figured. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Too long? There's no way. There's no way. No weekend is ever too long. Okay. How was your weekend, Well, It was chilled out. What'd you nice. Uh, went out of town for a little bit. Just kind of chilled. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, I stood home. I didn't do much. That's why it's short. Yeah. All right. So getting into the news for the weekend. Actually, before that, make sure to follow us on at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure if you're listening on uh, podcast platforms to leave us a review. We are across a bunch of them. Uh, if you're listening, obviously, leave us a review. Um, and with that said, let's get started. Carlos signs um, signs uh, Carlos signs a two-year extension with Ferrari, bringing, bringing him through the 2024 season. That's on par with Charles Leclerc. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think so, yeah. And uh, there is no – it's weird – it's weird even reading about this uh, the Formula One contracts because they just don't talk about the money when you're so used to NFL, MLB, NBA. All it, that's what it is. It's the money and the and the. They'll just tell the you life. like how long it is. Yeah, and even like that, it doesn't really matter because if the driver really wants out, they just let him out. Yeah. So I think for, when is it until 2026? And the 2024. 2024. Yeah. Well, I mm -hmm. think Leclerc's up to 25. Nope. Okay. 24 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um. 25 is Norris and Bottas. Really stabilizes the uh, the Ferrari, I guess, driver lineup for the next couple of years. And it allows Carlos the ability to learn and grow in that role. What do you guys, uh, this weekend notwithstanding, what do you guys think of his performance? Because obviously this was signed earlier in the week. What do you guys think of the performance leading up to it and Ferrari's decision? Overall, his performance has been great. He did what he did with McLaren, basically, um, and literally moved to Maranello, close to Maranello, was always at the factory, learned the team, got familiar with the team. And you can see that that really paid off, especially last year, where he was the driver, probably the only driver that really acclimated well to a new team. And he had a solid season, and he wound up beating Leclerc in the points. Um, this, so far this season, you know, obviously, uh, has not been, uh, has not been great for him, but he still has a, he still has had a, has had a podium this year and he looks on pace. It's just, 
he needs a one. He needs to chill out, and and he needs better luck. I think. Actually, two but, podiums this year. Two podiums, but you know, um, he deserved that extension, and um, we've talked about this before. When you want to build a winning team, consistency and stability is what is needed. You can't have this, you know. Uh, can't be firing people just because they made a mistake or, you know, and having this this turmoil all the time. It just does not bode well for any team when they want to win championships. So um, Ferrari's on track, man. Uh, they obviously have a good car this year. Uh, they have probably one of the better lineup, driver lineups. And um, they seem, the, you know, their engineering team seems to, you know, have stepped up their game and obviously they built a good car. So it's good for Ferrari. Let's do it. I'm happy about for the next few years. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with what Yancy says, but you know, the things that Ferrari did to get to where they are now, you know, it's been paying off like their, their investment into pretty much starting from one point and have, you know, keeping the drivers or keeping the drivers that are performing regardless, regardless of how, has been, you know, his last two weekends, but, you know, last year he did a phenomenal job, and, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't give him an extension, unless they want to bring Schumacher, but... Well, that's, that's what I was going to ask next. Where does this leave Mick Schumacher? Uh, the, the, what was it, the, the sister team for next two years, at least. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, we haven't seen that Mick Schumacher has been ready for that role anyways. Um, this year will be the year for them with having a better, you know, Haas having a better, much better car. Oh, listen. I mean, Mick Schumacher has been traditionally or has been a driver where it takes time for him to gain his footing in any series. He hasn't been one of these drivers where he comes into a series like a Formula 2 or Formula 3 where he wins outright. Usually spends a year, learns, you know, how the cars work. Adapts. Adapts, and then he wins the championship the second year. That's what he's done in Formula 3 and Formula 2. Now, Formula 1 is a whole other ballgame. If you talk to any drivers um, that step up even from F2 up to F1, it's a huge difference. And obviously the politics and everything else involved is very different. And I think that Mick Schumacher is obviously well prepared for all of that because obviously his father is a seven-time champion. Um but um, he was also his first his rookie. He did he, he did a solid job considering the horrible car that he had last season. Um, but now he has to step up his game. Obviously, he's up against a better driver than Nikita Mazepin, which is Kevin Magnussen. <laughs> but again, uh, in order for Mick Schumacher to even step into a number two role at the top team at Ferrari, it's still going to take him another year or two. So. Um, and I think he's doing a solid enough job so far to keep his seat at Haas, but we'll see what happens. And I think Carlos just needs to be the smooth operator and have fun on the road. I think he'll be <laughs> And be, you know, settled down that road. I think he just needs to come down. Yeah. Not, not, not let the pressure get to him. And a lot of things can change in two years as well, so we'll see. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it took him some time. Carlos signed some time in uh, McLaren to get his feet under him, et cetera. So we'll, we'll, see, how, uh, we'll see how things develop. Uh, 
And that's pretty much it as far as uh, race news. Let's get into the or news before the race. Let's get into race weekend. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. So, qualifying. The red flag fest known as qualifying. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, before we get into it, let's just go down. Uh, top qualifiers and pole position winner, now that we, we've kind of clarified that designation. Max Verstappen, uh, pole position, Charles Leclerc in second, Lando Norris third, and K-Mag in fourth. What the heck? Um, <laughs> right, we, we laugh, but uh, came back like why was he out of F one? Well, it was all money. But anyway, um, what are you guys' thoughts on all the red flags this se- this season during qualifying sessions? And we see them a lot in practice sessions as well. Is this just the the new way to operate for for Formula One and the FIA? Yeah, more red flags than a bad relationship. <laughs> It's wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just I don't know, man. Um, you get why they do it, but it kind of like it kind of messes up with the flow of the of of the event, right? Because what what I what frustrated me, I was really frustrated because I'm you know I'm sitting here. We wake up early in the morning to watch this, and obviously we love watching qualifying. Um, but it, it seemed like every time people were about to get a good lap in where we can see where everybody stacks up, somebody was just hitting the wall or going off track and, and they were throwing up red flags. Well, and Alex Albon incident, he can't help. That that was crazy. No, I mean, there was not, what I'm saying is, is like there was, they threw these five red flags and there was nothing else that FIA could do or the stewards could do or the race director could do. I mean, but it just kind of messes up the just the whole flow, and then there's nothing. It's like we were speaking before. What can you do to mitigate that in a qualifying session? You just can't, and like, the conditions didn't help. It was raining off and on. So besides the red flags, you can't do much because if you let's say you double yellow, it, mm-hmm. now nobody's running. Yeah, and you but, have but to, the time is running. Right. Well, but that's the whole thing. The, the red, you uh, have to throw the red flag because you to stop the you time need, as well. You have to. You need the time for the for people to get laps in. But it was just it, it so just like, messed up the whole flow. What do you think should be done now? Like different? Nothing. These guys are naturally they're gonna race on the edge because if you're not racing on the edge, you're not gonna set the fastest lap. So we have these guys that, um, you know, unfortunately, it's it's. Uh, Millime- millimeter difference between a crash and not a crash or something yeah. that is um more serious than not and it's just and there and like we talked about before you can't just throw a, a, a you can't do a double yellow because the time is still running you can't do a safety car for qualifying because it doesn't make sense so it just kind of is what it is unfortunately and let's not forget that the reason why they throw these safe the the they throw these red flags and they stop the session is for safety yeah yeah you know remember what happened with, with jules bianchi but i was in the race I get you, but that's what I'm trying to tell you is like if you have uh if you if 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 it's raining and you have cars running around the track and, and somebody pushing. goes off. No, nah, not even pushing, but just even if they're going slow cuz that's what happened with Jules Bianchi. Mm-hmm. They were going slow. There was a big tra- tractor, you know, pulling out the car and he went off and hit the tractor and unfortunately he lost his life. So, I mean, it's just uh, it's better to be overcautious. Than under cautious, but 
I mean, for the fans, it sucks, but luckily this is not something that happens all the time. But we have seen more and more red flags uh, these past two years, I've noticed. The, um, the Alex Albon red flag, the shots of what happened to the car, the, yeah, the, the, way, they, the way they caught all of that, the different angles of that stuff, that's, that looked... Yeah, it looked like the car was like exploding. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about just just the, the shots that the different TV, I guess, cameras they have caught. Wonder, to me, I wonder how many cameras they have. On right, the to crazy. me, it looked. So how did it look? Phenomenal. <laughs> this explosion looked phenomenal. Yes, yeah. it looked like a movie, movie, we you know, movie, see movie slow all the time. A movie, anyway, it like a Michael Bay film. There's, so exactly. there's, there you go. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing to really pull from qualifying, right? Between the rain on and off, between all the red flags. It's really impossible to tell. Other than the top two, clearly Max and Charlie are ahead in the field, right? But then other than that, it's like, okay, whoever could get the, their lap done expediently was rewarded at the yeah, top. Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird because, I mean, I think that... Even that, the Max lap was, was weird, too. Yeah. Yeah, it he was got, just He got the you know, fastest lap and he had to slow, he had, he to, had to pull to, off. It was very hard to follow. And then I thought that maybe that Charles would have would have been able to get another lap off, and obviously he couldn't because of the red flag. And then it didn't. There was no excitement even when 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 uh, when Verstappen pulled that lap off. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of weird because you didn't know if it counted or it didn't. Or no, and that he let off. Did he let did he do it enough? Yeah, could, could, could he go faster? I mean, and that gap was seven tenths, and you know that that. It's not that big of a gap between him and Charles, so it was kind of weird, man. So I mean, I mean, it's a pretty big gap, seven tenths. But because of the conditions, it's like okay, like it's yeah. almost like expected. No, and it was drying too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if that red flag wouldn't have happened, some of the guys could have done a better lap than Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Because yeah. other times the times were dropping like crazy. Maybe we could have seen George Russell in P1. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> Sprint qualifying. Uh, so some say it was the best sprint qualifying that we've had. There was a lot of uh, a lot of drama towards the end of it, which was awesome. Um, but to me, it kind of just it just kind of was in the middle. That's why, why didn't you? Why don't you? You you were kind of like uh... no, because okay, yeah, there was drama at the end. But by that point, I felt like I was already like. So I, I like I said, I went out of town, and I was I happened to be watching the sprint qualifying in the living room with other people watching. And it's like, no, wait, wait, it's it's going to get better. No, wait, it, it's actually exciting. And it's, um, you know, as I'm sitting there trying to introduce new people to F1, it's hard to, this is supposed to be the more exciting version of the race. And it, I, I don't feel like it delivered to that end. Yeah. I think maybe the to show a spring race as like, you know, first time for somebody in F1, it'll be tough to so they can Why? get. It's, a, it's an actual race, and you don't have all the other technicalities that. But you, you, have to worry you, about. you yourself, as as having more experience than the one people, you know, the, one, the people watching it, you will have to spend too much time also explaining to them what the hell is going on because they have no idea what the hell no, is going on. I just on said yet. it's a race. The 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 it it's tough to 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 introduce new people. I think that's what that was the genius of uh, drive to survive. Of drive to survive yeah, because. Yeah. There's enough drama in F1, which I don't see honestly in any other motorsport series, not even in, not even in uh, MotoGP. 
Like, there's so much going on behind the scenes in F1 politics and rivalries and and things like that, which I think, especially an American audience, would appeal more to because, you know, we love gossip here in this country. <laughs> just, we love to be in other people's business. Um, but well, actually sitting down you know. and looking at a race. Why well, you looked at me like that when you said huh? that? Why well, you looked at me like that when you said that? I didn't look at you anyway. That that seems like you have a guilty conscience there, buddy. He does. <laughs> El bravo No, no. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough to introduce, especially if somebody's not willing to sit down and learn. It's not like football or baseball, where there's constant action and you can tell them, "Oh, this this has happened." Racing is more looking at the timesheets mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and and it's not going to be like. Uh, a one lap shootout like uh, like a track and field. It's mm-hmm. gonna be something that you know. But I've gotten people to watch F one. I remember I went to Colorado in twenty twenty during the, like when the pandemic, the initial part of the pandemic started dying down, and I went with some of my family and now uh, my boy Caesar, who's um, uh, he's a, a cousin of ours. I start. I was watching a race and. Now and then he started watching Drive to Survive, and after he watched the race, he's like, he loves it. He hits me up all the time about it. So, I mean, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some, but yeah. Back to the sprint race, I thought it was exciting, especially at the end. I I thought Charles was gonna run away with it, and obviously he, the one theme across the weekend was that Ferrari got the tires wrong, which is something that we talked about before. Yeah, um, his tires were degrading, and obviously Max looking. Max, when he gets a chance, he's going to attack. That made it more exciting at the end. And I think there was a lot of battles up and down the field. Because that's the thing with F1. When you're watching F1, you're not just looking at the top two. Mm-hmm. You, If you want to really enjoy the race, you got to be looking at the midfield and the other two and see. And just knowing that getting third place is a big deal in F1. Getting second place is a big deal. Yeah. Or get, getting a podium is a big deal. So... Or even a team that's not supposed to be in like in a fourth or fifth place, for them getting a fourth or fifth place since the competition is so, you know, it's so it's so rampant in F one, um, that's a big deal. So if you know those storylines, I think you 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 know it'll be more enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I think that this race was definitely the I in my in my opinion was the best sprint race we've had so far, just because we had that drama. We didn't know who's actually gonna win. So we had Max win uh, the sprint qualifying, Charles Leclerc second, Sergio Perez third, and Carlos Sainz fourth. So what the heck happened um, between Max and Charles Leclerc? Because all of a sudden, from like one lap to another, it went from like over a second difference to he was like Max was right right on top of Charles Leclerc. Was it just the tire difference? It was just that. I think that uh, they obviously, um, uh, Christian Horner mentioned this. They saw that Charles Leclerc, I think it was the left front, was graining, and they saw that his pace was down. Mm-hmm. So they, if they told Max to push, that's when Max started pushing. And they also obviously saw that his tires weren't going that, weren't graining as bad, or they weren't graining at all, so they knew they had tire life in there too. I think- and everybody, most people were on the softs. I think the only person was Magnuson was on the mediums, and he fell back. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that didn't work because they were expecting everybody on the softs to fall back a little bit to you know for well, the pace to go down. I think what 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 messed up that strategy for Haas was the safety car, because we did a couple of laps on the safety car, so now at that time people are not pushing as mm-hmm. hard anymore. Yeah, you're right. What they thought about was, hey, these guys are going to push. We're in the mediums. We're probably going to we're safe. 
yeah. least to be, you know, to finish fourth or, you know, third. Yeah. But the safety car didn't help them. And obviously... Well, imagine imagine what would have happened to, to Ferrari if, um, or to Charles if they didn't have that safety car. Yeah. Would have fallen in front. Yeah, would have fallen No, I, I, I wonder. I, I wonder if... Um, if science had the same problem, he was able to move up. Yes, very, very, very much. Yeah, he went, he got up to fourth because he was ten. Mm-hmm. What I think happened to, to Charles was that this weekend Rebel was on it, so yeah. Rebel had a you know phenomenal pace this weekend, and I think from that, even though at the beginning of the race, you know obviously Verstappen had a horrible start, but because of the pace that the Rebel was forcing Ferrari to take. It's what caused the you know the graining on the tires. Well, um, Charles said that that he, the reason why it was graining. I mean, they obviously had. I think they got it wrong as far as tire setup, but he also said that he had to push a lot during the beginning of the sprint race just to get that gap to one second. That never happened. <laughs> well, he got he was, yeah, yeah, but he was not, able he was so, second, yeah. no, but not for a long time. Like, yeah, say, that's oh, what I'm saying. He wasn't I, able to run away for it. Though, so yeah, he but had to keep. He pushing. had to use his tires at the beginning of the race. And obviously he started second, so he had to. He, I mean, the Red Bulls got a really bad start, um, which was the uh, complete opposite. The next uh, day, for, <laughs> for the next day, um, but uh, but he had to push harder than anybody else in order for him to stay ahead. I think overall the Red Bull was faster this weekend, which um, we already know. Then <laughs> that the yeah. Red Bull has a faster car than Ferrari, not necessarily. Around this track, it was a faster car. Yeah, around that, this that's, track. That's what we can that, say. For because sure. of Melbourne, obviously, the Ferrari was faster. So, <laughs> Carlos Sainz went from 10th to 4th. Sergio Perez went from 7th to 3rd. Lando Norris dropped back from 3rd to, uh, after this race, from 3rd to 5th. And Daniel Ricciardo kind of stayed in, in place 6, six to 6. So, <clears throat> we saw some movement. We saw the. Uh, you know, where there were issues in qualifying, it kind of it almost evened out after sprint qualifying, where where the cars you expected to be out in the front, like we didn't expect Kevin Magnussen to be on the second row, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously that kind of evened out. But um, what did you guys think with the whole new, the, the point scheme? Any real big difference other than just more points for, for teams that may not necessarily be running at the top? Well, it allowed to... It allowed for Red Bull to get back in the hunt in the constructors. You could definitely say that because it was more points awarded. Okay. Um, the The point difference is not a lot. It's only one point between all positions. Is the first eight. Yeah. But before it was only the top three getting points. Yes. But uh, but yeah, you get more points. So so you obviously you're getting if you win the sprint race, you're getting eight. And they were able to... You know, Red Bull got maximum points set for one. Because Checo came in third. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if I agree that, you know, this allowed them to close the gap. The gap because it was Max got eight, Leclerc got seven, Perez got six, Sainz got five. So it was Ferrari getting 12 and well, Red Bull getting 14. Well, talking about the entire 14. weekend. Right. Okay. Well, the question was more, so what do you guys think about the sprint qualifying? Like the additional points, we saw Kevin Magnussen finish eighth, getting a point. Bottas finishing seventh, getting two points, but then everybody else is like the McLaren, the Rebel, and the Ferrari. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting what was what was awarded last year was just three, two, three, two, and one, two, three, two, and one. Now you're getting eight championship points. And no, it's seven also championship. Also, points. more more hopes for the you know the midfield teams yeah. that they're able to push 
but I would say push even more on the spring, you know, spring race mm -hmm. to try to get some of those points that are up for grabs. Yeah. You know, so th those teams that, that are, you know, maybe in the spring race in the past, they didn't have really have a need to really push and, you know, push stress on their engine and blah, 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 all that stuff, you know, but because well, they had no incentive. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because the incentive was not there. Mm -hmm. Now that the reward, I was, what I was saying, is there, they're able to, you know, to pursue it more with a, I said, with more hungerness mm -hmm. for I, it. I would say that you're right in that it's more about the midfield. So McLaren in the sprint qualifying picked up seven points, and Mc, uh, Mercedes is their next closest competitor. Mm -hmm. Mercedes didn't have any points Not from that. from uh, the sprint qualifying. Now the here's the thing: Do you think that the sprint the the sprint allows those who qualify out of position to? Is it too easy for them to 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 get position for the race if they have the better cars? Yeah. So like we saw Carlos Sainz and Sergio Perez climb up the the charts, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Meaning that a guy that that like for example, you look at you look at Sainz and qualifying the qualifying the tenth, yeah, because he crashed out in mm -hmm. qualifying. He was able to get up to fourth. Uh, same thing with Sergio Perez, like seven to said, third, yeah. seven to third. So would that be something? I mean, obviously you can't really do nothing about that, but it allows people who make a mistake on one day make up for it the next day and obviously it's a different story for the race i think that you know pretty much i got like kevin magnus that put up i guess i, I would say you know had a had pretty good luck on the regular qualifying he, mm -hmm. he definitely was out of place he's not supposed to be in fourth yeah so maybe this could this could cause you to maybe push a little harder as well on the qualifying you know to qualify for the sprint race to be able to get, because Magnus has shown in the last couple of races that he could get a good one lap. He has a great lap on him, on that car. Now the race has to help, because yeah. he normally drops back a little bit in the race. I mean, yeah, I think it's two things. So number one, can we all agree that Sergio Perez and Carlos Sainz are better drivers than Kevin Magnussen? Of course. Yeah. Right. So like, I feel like that is obviously a thing. And then beyond that, I think that once the once all the gremlins are shook out of all these cars and once everybody gets familiar with their setups, they'll be able to optimize a little better for the sprint races. So I felt like last year you saw more out of position drivers after the sprint qualifying, sorry, uh, because you would have the teams more familiar with their cars and able to say, okay, this is how we're going to try and maximize for this particular day. Even though they're not changing things, do the park for May, mm -hmm. they can still change things within the parameters of that to try and optimize for their cars. Where I don't think, aside from Red Bull and Ferrari, and even still, they're not that on top of it, that nobody really has a good grip on their car. So last week or two weeks ago, we saw in Australia where Lando Norris is, oh, this is only going to be, you know, for Australia. This car is not that good. Uh, this track just happened to help us. Then you see them like, pick up some pretty good points this this week too. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, even the driver can't identify track to track where the car is going to be. I got a tinfoil hat on that one. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> Remember what I was mentioning last last week with uh, Lauren Stroll talking all this-ish about how they're going to come in and uh, and just be be a better team and going to dominate our one in five years and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And we put the... Uh, the example of McLaren and Ferrari just talking things down. 
just you know slowly working without the pressure. So you're saying he's sandbagging? Uh, I don't know. Sandbagging his communication? Oh, uh, <laughs> Norris. Lando Norris. Norris. I I would think so. I I would think that that kind of worked out for them, considering how bad they were a few years ago. Yeah. And they've only gotten better. Um, oh yeah, sandbagging, downplaying, whatever the hell you want to call it. I think that's what, it, because honestly, we McLaren the first two races we were like, dude, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. And they've gotten pretty good results afterwards, especially now. I mean, if you know, uh, if uh, Ricardo didn't make that mistake on lap one, they they were on for pretty good results, both of them, double points. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know who to believe anymore. All right, so that's the sprint qualifying. The race itself, I thought you know, at parts it was it was exciting. Um, Max, uh, winner, Sergio Perez, second place, Lando Norris, third place. So where do we where do we begin with this race? So at, at the start of the race, there was rain, so everybody came out on intermediates. Mm-hmm. But is that where we want to start? Or do we want to start with Ferrari? Do we? Really, the issue is the slickness led to the crash of Daniel Ricciardo, it was yeah, Ricardo and and Science. Ricardo and Science were going side by side into turn two. Um, Science was ahead, mm-hmm. uh, and then so it was his corner. Uh, Ricardo was trying to stay side by side with him, but he lost control for a bit. And when the track is that slippery, and you're that close, if you lose control of the car. It goes into somebody else's car. It was a racing incident. I'm not going to say that. Mm-hmm. However, it was Ricardo's fault. And, um, yeah, he took himself out of the race, really, because I think I think it was uh, an Alfa Romeo. I don't know. I, I mean, it might have been Bottas. Bottas really. Hit him, mm-hmm. hit Ricardo from behind mm-hmm. and messed up his diffuser. So that's why he was just running at the back all gotcha, the whole time. Okay, okay. And obviously caused Carlos Sainz to spin out and beach in the gravel. Um, what was weird about that is Ricardo went into the gravel too, but was able to rescue it? Yeah. He that's was crazy. he was no, able to, he was able to rescue it because he kept going straight. With the momentum as well. Though he had the momentum to go across the Carlos gravel. Carlos Sainz spun around. Yeah, Carlos Sainz spun around, but he had enough momentum to get to the grass. And I think there's like a patch of like Asphalt asphalt, there yeah. as mm-hmm. well, so he was able to he was able to keep going, but with a car right behind him as well, I think it was Bottas hit him, uh, hit the diffuser, and obviously these cars are heavily reliant on the downforce created by the floor. Mm-hmm. If you have any damage to the diffuser, a lot of that downforce is gone. So that's why he was nowhere. And also, just give a little pointer to Bottas, or or not only not only Bottas, but. To the new to the new front wings that in the past that little tap that he gave would have shattered Ricardo the front wing would have been yeah and yeah. The, he he actually did didn't the whole work. race with that front wing he never changed the wing didn't work for Charles but so well yeah what that was a much more <laughs> so listen I Alfa Romeo you know Ferrari Roda, what are you struggling with no I, I I struggle with a couple of things here so number one Boras in the rain can you fuck can you give <laughs> oops can you give people ahead of you enough space can you break in time because this is he does this I'm not gonna say he does this all the time 
But we saw him wipe out. I forgot what race it was last year. He wiped out like half the field. Oh, he that was both of the Red Bulls went it, out. Yeah, it, it was, was in, the in the rain. In the rain. He and now killed, again yeah. today. Yeah. Like, dude, like, get your head out of your butt. I don't think that was your his arse. fault. It's your arse. Listen, man, you need to stop the Botox so listen, hate. No, no, no. Listen. Botox we'll get hate. To that. But listen, <laughs> if, if this was Geico, right, and you're trying to file a claim, <laughs> who's at fault here? <laughs> the guy that, that happened last that, year. Oh, that guy hit you the guy with the, the multiple incidents. <laughs> Again? Another yeah, claim? Yeah, but however, 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 this was ruled as a racing incident. And I agree. That should, that's the way it should be. So... But yeah, I mean they're close. It's hard. It's slippery. Separate from that, yeah. I know you're gonna. You guys are both gonna take offense to this. If you're Carlos Sainz on a wet track into turn one, was it or turn turn two? two. Turn two, because it's a quick, sh- kind of like a chicane. Yeah. So go turn one two. Yeah. What are you? I I get that it's tight, but. The slow start didn't help, but what are you doing on the outside knowing that there are guys behind you that are just because they're behind you? Was he just, on the outside? I think I think he, st- he started on the outside and then went in. Yeah, but like I just felt like he was just in a bad position in general. Like he should have played it a little safer. But again, like I said, you guys will disagree. It's tough. You know why? Because he was ahead by a lot. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, one thing, if it's like you're even, yeah, yeah, do it like back up, right? Um, but he was ahead by like half a car length. He was on the he, outside he of turn on one. Turn one, and then, and then the he went on the inside. Inside. Would, So he went to he would have. Been it was the, the normal racing line, I think, for him, for Carlos. I think it was. I think he he has to go back to the start because they had such a horrible start. Yeah. Yeah, both for us. And then when starts. he finally got. A little bit of the grip, he wanted to at least push a little more. Yeah. But it was because of your horrible start. You had too many cars already so close to you that you cannot push that much. But if he doesn't push that much, he would lose more positions. Correct. Because Ricardo would have definitely gotten over. And also, I, I, one thing that I will agree with you somewhat was that Carlos signs in qualifying with his with, with the crash that he had in qualifying made a huge mistake, which put him back to 10th place. He was lucky it wasn't even further because it was in Q2 that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like he's pushing too hard. And that's not one thing that you want, especially want to do in the race. Now, again, it wasn't his fault, and I'm not complaining, but at some point, if you want to stay in the fight and help your team, you you kind of got to take it easy. But, and, and, but in this case, I... I'm not going to fault him completely with it because it was his corner. It's tight. It's the first lap. It's slippery. Honestly, if it would have been fine if it if it was it was in the dry because I don't think um it, it was least likely that Ricardo would have would have uh, no, lost I control. I think that in the any time that it rains, you got to identify where's Boras cuz this guy's going <laughs> to <laughs> But on to to Carlos Sainz a little bit of you know, defense, whatever. The incident that he had in qualifying in that little area, everybody that touched, because even the commentators kept saying, everybody that touched that little white line, spun. Uh, yeah, with even more reason to be careful. Everybody touching picked it the up because people get spinning out of it. Nah, man, you <laughs> know, you already know. You're doing that many laps in that track. You already know what's going to be slippery, and I know it was wet the whole weekend. No, 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 no. Chill. Hold on. Chill. No, no, meaning. 
No, def- that's indefensible what he did in qualifying. But I, I, I feel like you have a, you know, you have somebody in your ear that's picking these th- things up before you should tell you, hey, careful with the white line in this cor- corner. Careful, mm-hmm. you know. But teams kept doing yeah, it, they, so I don't think they were picking it up. The commentators picked it up right away. They do it, but they got to push too, and it's hard. Yeah, exactly. exactly, they got to push. It's qualifying. I right when you're pushing, you're literally on the line. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what. So we alluded to it. The, both Ferraris got off to they got off to great starts on Saturday, but terrible starts on Sunday. And that right from there, that kind of just set the tone for the like. It was almost it was almost anticlimactic how far back they fell. Where Charles Leclerc, who started second on mm-hmm. the front row, was passed by Sergio Perez and Lando Norris. Yes, yes. great start by Lando. Great dude. Props to Lando. What is the clapping thing? I don't even know. But there we go. Props to Lando, um, just in general for this weekend, but we'll get to him. Um, it was just one of those days, right? Just one of those days for Ferrari? You just how, how quick things could change for you the day before. Day you had, day. It's one of those yeah. weekends for Ferrari because it was just, you know, it started off with, with uh, on Friday with, with Carlos making that mistake. Um they obviously got it wrong during the sprint race with the setup of the cars as far as with the tires are concerned. And then, you know, at that point, you know you're on the back foot. You know, you know, you know you're not as quick. And then Charlie comes in and makes a mistake like that at the end of the race when they had a for sure podium finish after Carlos Sainz crashes out of the race. It was just a complete disaster at home. Complete disaster. And, and both drivers are at fault. Can you blame him for, for pushing though? <laughs> I think he was trying to get second. Because remember, yeah, but you also have a fifty-point lead in the championship. Yeah, right. but remember, exactly. But you, <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm saying? And and listen, Hamilton doesn't make that mistake. Dude. And and I'll tell you what. And, and and listen. And and Max said this after the race as well, right? When you're fighting for a championship, I and mean, this is Max Verstappen, the most aggressive driver <laughs> on the it. grid. Right? Saying if you're fighting for a championship and sometimes you know you're not quick enough, but if you're getting a podium place second or third, you settle for that. And there was do I blame Ferrari for doing it? No. I have I have a little but at some point For doing what? Can you Well switching on to the softs at the end. But the thing is that I don't know if they did that because they wanted to get second. Or their tires were going. So I got to... Because that's what happened in the sprint. I have like a little blank moment. So when Sergio Perez went wide on that turn, was that already when they had changed tires or they were still in the mediums when that happened? Hold on, say that again? Sergio Perez went wide on a turn. Yeah. That was obviously before the, you know, before the, and that's when Charles was like super close to him when he, in the timing. That was still in the medium. That was still in the medium. They okay, just cut it. No, no, no. Because I went, I went back to that thinking he that that's why, sir, yeah. you know, uh, Leclerc was pushing so much because he was that close to him. Well, was, he couldn't get, he couldn't, if, all right, if DRS were enabled, Charlie would have gotten past him. At that time, it was, though. At, right? at that no. time, it, at at that time, time it was. It was. When, yes, it was. No, no, no. When, when, when Sergio Perez went off? Yeah. Yes, at that time, yes. it was. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I don't think it was. So, <clears throat> all right. So we we talked about Carlos Sainz. We talked about the bad 
we talked about the bad uh, Ferrari Look that up. Uh, start. <laughs> <laughs> but throughout the race, all right, so throughout the race, Max is gone. Like, see you later. Yeah. See you at, see you at the end of the race. Mm-hmm. It was really, really nip and tuck. Once Leclerc got past uh, Lando Norris, it was really nip and tuck between Perez in which they, uh, even without the DRS, they were going back and forth. It, it was actually very entertaining to watch at, at times. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, and uh, Ruben, correct me if I'm wrong here, they opened DRS, and even with DRS, because of the Red Bull straight line speed, Leclerc couldn't even catch no. Perez. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit of, uh, obviously, Perez being the wily old veteran, mm-hmm. he was positioning the car where it needed to be in order to to prevent that, even after going off and the, and the gap having shrunk. Um, thoughts on... The RS was enabled lap 37. When did Paris go off? I don't even look that <laughs> No, so my my question is this. Thoughts on is is the difference in this championship going to be, in the driver's championship, going to be Sergio Perez? And the reason for that is that we have seen, and we saw it at the, at the very end of last year, and now... We're starting to see it again. If this guy is on, if he continues to be on, he's just going to start sniping points. All of a sudden, he'll be up there in the sprint qualifying. All of a sudden, he's going to be that roadblock, as we joked about last year, holdering, hold, holding the door so that Verstappen could, could just go ahead and do what he's got to do. And he's now that roadblock ahead of, of Leclerc and whoever else may be threatening for the championship. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's possible. But I think you have to get into a situation where if your teammate is taking points off of you, I think you have to get into a situation where your teammate can win races. What do you mean by that? Meaning, Max has two wins. Max has, on the races that he's finished, Max has won each race. Sergio Perez doesn't have a win. And honestly, Sergio Perez, I don't think has... Has even been in the running for a win this season in the, in the first four races, right? Now, if you're getting into a situation as far as, obviously, the top two drivers are Leclerc and Verstappen. Mm-hmm. If you're getting into a situation where um, where Sergio Perez is hurting Max as far as taking points, it has to be one of those things where... Um, Sergio Perez is winning a race and finishing ahead of Max Verstappen consistently, and then the other way around. So it's it's kind of like what happened with Lewis and and uh, and Max last year. You kind of have to have that between teammates in order for your teammate to take points off of you. I don't think we're there yet, to be honest with you. I, I don't think that was my question. My well, question was a question. My question was: Will the performance of Sergio Perez? Between where Max and Charles Leclerc is, will that help close the gap and then get Max the Oh, you're talking about as far as... Him being um, second. Uh, Paris taking points off of Leclerc? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. right now... Very he's... much so. Yeah. Yeah. That is, this is why we continuously stress and and that your teammate must be up there battling with you in order for... In order, in order for you to to keep that lead in the championship, because you have to take off points off of your nearest rival. So yeah, as far as that, if it's taking off points off Charles Leclerc, 
Yeah. But also, Sergio Perez has to be on the same pace as Leclerc, and we haven't seen that. Like, we clearly see that if Leclerc, all things equal, Leclerc and Max Verstappen are running up front, they are running away from the field. And then everybody else is, you know, yes. behind. So I don't see Perez on the same. If he gets ahead of Leclerc, yeah, I can see why. Because especially that Red Bull is really fast in a straight line speed. Um, but as far as like pace wise, I don't think uh, Perez is on the same pace as Leclerc or Verstappen this year. He hasn't shown that yet. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. They are, they do they are hoping because in the interviews he said that they're hoping down the road to be at the pace of race wins, you know, to be able yeah. to think. But he's there to pick up the scraps, though. Absolutely, no, he's driving okay ten times better. Any, than any last little year. flinch you give him, he's, he's gonna back take. to being what Sergio Perez is and what we thought he would be on this team. But as far as like challenging Leclerc pace wise, I I don't see that. Are we sure? Because we saw him and take a pole position. I'm 50-50 on that. Because of that. Because right. he has a, a lap. Pole position yeah, from but him. it was also, uh, it was also, he said it himself. He can do that lap a thousand times and he wouldn't be able to do that lap. But again. that was the lap that he did. He I'm, did. I'm just, what I'm saying is like, you have to consistently do this over 23 races. And honestly, so from what I've seen so far, and you can change my mind, as far as the results, Charles is quicker than Paris. I mean, yeah, the standing speaks for themselves. Yeah, um, still a long, long season. So very long season. Oh, we said that last week. <laughs> so no DRS throughout most of the race. I don't know what the heck happened. Did they ever really explain it? Uh, it's. I think it goes back to what happened between uh, Bottas and Russell last. Okay. Yeah. Year. Yeah. In the same track. Yeah. Where obviously DRS is enabled in that track. It's the fastest part of the track. If it's wet, I think what happened with Botas and Russell was that obviously they're fighting each other for position. Russell, they had the DRS open. They're going super fast. Uh, it's wet. It was raining. Russell puts a tire into the grass, slips, and he goes into Botas, and you have this crazy crash. And it was a bad, bad it crash. It was a really bad crash. Also, I think Vettel was saying this also because Vettel defended them not yeah, yeah, turning into the DRS. Mm -hmm. That track in particular, it may look dry, but it's old, rusty track, a lot of cracks Inspector in it. Inspector Sepp. Yeah, it looks dry, but there's still a lot of moisture in there. So... Again, that if 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 and honestly, we expected more rain. Uh, that never came. That never <laughs> came. But if you're looking at the radar, if you're the race director, again, the race director's main concern is safety. Um, yeah, you don't turn on the DRS until you're pretty sure that it's going to be a safe situation for everybody. And it seems like. Most drivers were okay with it, but you obviously had other people who were like, "Yo, we should turn this on." And honestly, if they, I think that they had turn, if they had the DRS enabled uh, for the for the earlier earlier part of the race, you probably wouldn't have seen Lewis Hamilton stuck behind Gasly. You probably you probably would have seen a better chance at over uh, Leclerc overtaking Perez. Like there would have been a lot more things earlier in the race instead of when they were it was enabled. So. But, but I don't disagree with with Seth, though. 
No, I don't. His I perspective don't yeah. came in. Obviously, the way he said it, nobody else throughout the whole race said it. Yeah. You know, even the commentators were, were also calling for for the others to yeah. be mm-hmm. there. Like, I, what, I was like, what's why happening? is that? Why is yeah. it not happening? So his perspective or his point of view, you know, siding with why it's, it shows, you know, why he's Inspector Seb. So uh, speaking of uh, Sebastian Vettel and Aston Martin, uh, they actually had double points. Sebastian Vettel finished eighth. Finally. Lance Stroll finished 10th. Uh, Papa Stroll, obviously, uh, he's he's going to get back to his uh, his ways of threatening people. But let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> Do you guys think that uh, Sebastian Vettel would be faster if he got a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. You know why? Because anything, anything that you can do to that car right now would make it faster. Yeah. That car's slow. Yeah. It sucks. Ton of drag. Maybe you can get a little bit more aerodynamic efficiency and less drag. With a haircut. That is covered with a helmet. Yes. Maybe the hair will. Think about it, right? Think about it. Think about it. If he didn't have that hair, obviously we all know that you have a better center of gravity if the driver <laughs> is sitting lower, right? Okay. So, obviously, I mean, Seb is not that tall, right? So, but what happens is, is that when he puts his helmet on, he has all this hair holding his helmet up a little bit. Yep. And we know that in Formula One, it's a game of centimeters. Yeah. Any little bit that you can bring that helmet down a little bit will probably give you, I don't know, a thousandth of a second. Yeah. <laughs> and no hair, probably weigh a little less. Yeah. And it probably could help. The, the, exactly. <laughs> because we know we know that these cars have had to take paint <laughs> off of their cars. To be lighter. To be lighter. Hair analysis, baby. It's, you know, it's, it, this is a proven fact. You can read the articles. <laughs> We know that if if you can shed some of that hair, you could probably get another, you know, thousands of a second as well. Two or three. Hair so sh- so uh so Inspector Seb, please stop being shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Put the joint down. Yeah. Put the joint down. Let's go a little bit fast. <laughs> um all right, so the eighth and the tenth points. That's four points and one point. That pulls Aston Martin ahead of Williams from last place to ninth place. What a fall from Grace. Um, do we see them continuing? Yeah, granted, it was a race where Carlos Sainz was out, right? Daniel Ricciardo had that issue. Mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton was in La La Land. Uh, so do we see them starting to threaten to at least Pick up some points towards the towards the back end of the of the points giving places. Talking about AMR, AMR. I don't know, man. Ah. No, because listen, this, these are the races when you have guys go out. Like when listen, people at the back of the grid and in the midfield relish. When it rains, because they know that they might have a chance to score a few points. One or two. One or two. Now, props 
to Aston Martin. Give me the applause. Because they, as bad as they've been, and as aerodynamically inefficient that Seb's <laughs> hair is, <laughs> they were able to score double points. After we think we thought we, they weren't going to score any points this season. Because they're honestly like as bad as Williams. If not more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these are the type of races we'll see them scoring. I don't see them getting any better. But, again, it's a long season. But when we have conditions like this, you have to capitalize. Kudos to them. They did. So, that that's Aston Martin. Anything you wanted to say, Ruben, here? So... <laughs> Nada. <laughs> Nada. I want to read off two teammates and their finishing positions. Third, fifth, third, and fourth. Not bad, right? Fourth, tenth, fourth, and thirteenth. Jeez. Who are they? Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. George Russell, third in Bahrain, fifth in Saudi Arabia, third in Australia, and fourth this past weekend. Lewis Hamilton, fourth in Bahrain. 10th in Saudi Arabia, 4th in Australia, and 13th this past weekend. What is going on here? We see George Russell with 49 points. He's actually 4th in the Drivers' Championship. Lewis Hamilton, 7th with 28. He's behind Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz. That, that's who's between him and George Russell. Valtteri Bottas at 24 to Lewis Hamilton's 28 points. Um, oh, you forgot one important thing, too. What's that? Hamilton got lapped. I, you know, I wasn't reminded. Can, can you explain what happened there? I, I, I didn't hear about this throughout the race. You didn't hear about this throughout the race? <laughs> Come on, what race were you listening to? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hear. That was the joke, guys. <laughs> it was plaster. <laughs> you didn't hear Nico Rosberg. <laughs> Straight up hating on them on, on Lewis Hamilton and Total Wolf this weekend. Um didn't just hate for sure. A little bit of saltiness in there. I mean, he's not wrong though. Alright, so what actually happened is that Nico Rosberg as uh Max Verstappen was a pro like nobody even was thinking about this, right? Nobody was thinking oh, no. about it at all. Um and he's like, Oh guys, you know, I gotta tell you. Max Verstappen's about to lap Lewis Hamilton. He's going to pass him with a smile on his face. Yeah, sure, it'll be extra he said it like painful. That? Like yeah, that, just bro. like that. It'll be extra painful for Lewis Hamilton to have his arch nemesis <laughs> while, while he's stuck behind Yuki Tsunoda or whoever he was stuck behind. Dude, the the dramatization of this <laughs> I was think he had the, out of this world. Was he reading off a note that he had in his back pocket or something? Dude. Back pocket. He probably had it saved for like years. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. His and then nemesis. and then when uh, when they showed a clip of uh, they were showing uh, Lewis Hamilton getting close to uh, Sonoda. Was it Sonoda? Or no, it was Gasly. To pass him to Gasly, and he obviously Lewis Hamilton couldn't get by him. He's like, what was it that he said? He's like, as we see Lewis Hamilton trying to get past Gasly for the twentieth time. Yeah. <laughs> and then Crofty, I'm sure you've been counting these. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, when he said the twentieth time, I I died laughing. I was like, dude, this guy is definitely counting each time and definitely celebrating. Has there been any time in the past where we're like, oh my god, 
Nicholas yeah. Latifi is about to get lapped. Like, yeah. no, 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 there's no, 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 nobody else do we ever talk about an arch, arch, arch nemesis, nemesis. like, like, like they're, uh, like it's Superman and Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, there's been other drivers' championship, right? Like, Vettel gets lapped, Fernando Alonso gets lapped, but nobody brings that up. <laughs> no, and then I think, not to that level. The, uh, we saw this weekend, no. And the, and the, and the post race, the post race, he's, he's like, you know, we got to give credit to George Russell. Yes. <laughs> because we know Lewis Hamilton had a tough time, but you know what? George Russell's at fourth place. With the same car. With the same car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Again, God. he's not wrong, but you can just, you can feel that, 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 that hate just he coming across. Loves like, poking. he loves to just poke at Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> that dude is just, he's a, he's, a boy. He, he's a hater. I think he's more of a hater than you guys when you guys hate on Ferrari. What? Yeah, I brought it back to that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Chart. Nope. You see that tinge of hate that I had against you? That's what that's what that's what Nico Rosberg had. <laughs> that's all I can think about. Yes, So wait, all right. So look, to back things off, George Russell, uh, he has I think that maybe he's just used to driving bad cars. That maybe he's able yeah, to. Yeah, that that is. I've, maybe I've he's heard able that, to, and that's fair. That's a pretty fair assessment, right? To there. put it where it doesn't belong, but. Uh, and then the uh, I'm sorry to no, cut you off, but the other thing also is that um, obviously it, there was a news report that came out that George Russell is having like pain in his back because he's purposing so much, like it's hurting his back. Okay. Um. So. He's just like gun ho about it. Obviously, he's at Mercedes and wants to keep his place. Um, he's young. I, it, to me, I mean, obviously, he's pushing hard and he's doing a great job. But we also see on the flip side, we don't see that Lewis Hamilton is Lewis Hamilton. He seems to be frustrated with the situation, right? Rightly so. Yeah. Um, he's a seven-time world champion, and we know that if he's given the right car, he delivers. Um, it seems like this entire weekend he's just out of it. He just has doesn't have that competitive edge because he knows <laughs> the guy's horrible. <laughs> he can't win. He can, he knows he can't win. He knows he can't win a race. He knows he's out of the championship, and he said it himself in interviews. Um, can you blame him? No, I don't blame him at all. It's just that the car's not that good. Kudos to George Russell, but we all know that it doesn't. You know, it, it's it's not that George Russell is is quicker or faster than than Lewis Hamilton. That's just BS. That's what Nico Rosberg would have us believe. <laughs> Why would you say he's not right now? That well, right now maybe he is. I mean, that's what Nico Rosberg is saying. Yeah, but right now maybe he is. But as far as the overall, come on, man, you gotta no, you, no, you, no. you need a bigger sample size than that, man. Okay, so. We've seen because we we've also seen Lewis get a podium this year. Yeah, we've seen Fernando Alonso put crappy cars where they don't belong. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sebastian Vettel. Mm-hmm. Why is it that our seven-time World Driver Championship, our uh, what we have called the greatest driver of all time, why is he being outdriven by his teammate? Uh, George Russell's that good. Better than the greatest driver no. of all time. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Just the same way, just the same way that you can you say that 
uh, Max Verstappen is better than Lewis Hamilton? Can you say Charles Leclerc is better than Lewis Hamilton? No, but we they're all, on par. Yeah, but here is a direct competition in the same car. It happens, you win and lose, man. But it's not the same yeah. as saying Max versus Lewis or Charles versus Lewis or Seb mm-hmm. versus Lewis because there's different cars, right? Here yeah. it's the same car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I gotta see a bigger sample size to say that. He's doing a great job, and and I was oh, and and so I'm bad, and I'm excited man. to see I I'm excited to see George Russell in a car that's competitive because I know he's super quick, but to say definitively that he's quicker no. than Lewis Hamilton, chill, bro. That's a no, that's a say, bold statement. I, I think say, the only one that would ever say that would be Nico Ross <laughs> and George Russell. Yeah, I will say that he has been able to adapt better than Lewis at the, mm. at the way the car is right now. Yeah. And that's I think that's what's, that's Lewis's issue is that I can't do much with this car because it's not used. It's not it's not the type of car he likes to drive. And also man, if you're feeling uncomfortable driving like like so if you again, we're, we're we're it's reported George Russell is having back pains and have back issues because of the purposing. Obviously, he's younger. He could probably withstand that, but he still is getting like surgery and he's preparing himself for that. Well, not surgery, but I'm talking about like uh, he's getting, uh, uh, you know, training or rehab or whatever you want to call it to prepare for. I'm talking about George Russell. Mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton's what, 37? Yeah. You know, kind of don't want to go through that when you're 37, bro. You know, retire. huh? Retire. Nah. He's not retiring. He's not retiring. Um, he can if he wanted to, and he'll still be considered yeah, yeah. the goat. But you know, that's I not what he signed up for. I think there's so much potential still in Lewis. And honestly, listen, this is a this is a one off. I think for Lewis, I I think he'll be back at it. We've seen Lewis have bad weekends and jump back back at it. He's super quick, man. We can't we can't we can't take one race, one bad weekend, and judge Lewis based off of that, man. He's too good of a driver to be based off of that, and he not. And honestly, he's has a track record. He's been in F one a long time that we got to give him the benefit of the doubt, just the same way we give Seb the benefit of the doubt. So, no, I ain't going there yet. Okay, absolutely not. So let me ask you guys some questions. Mm-hmm. Smoke or fire? Meaning, smoke. It's not you know, it's an illusion. Fire. It's like a real thing. Smoke or fire. Lando Norris and his McLaren are going to be competing for podiums rest of the year. Smoke. And I need another consistent race like the last, you know, to so see. Smoke or fire? Okay, smoke. Okay. So, as of right now, Australia, he was fifth. Saudi Arabia, seventh. Australia, fifth. This past weekend, third. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I thought, didn't he have like a pit stop issue last week or last race that kind of prevented him from being able to compete? Or he had some issue. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. Smoke or fire? Valtteri Bottas. Now, I don't want to say best of the rest, but out of if you take out the top three, when we'll say that the third is McLaren. Best of the rest? Wait, wait, wait. wait. So you take out the Red Bulls, the Ferraris, and the McLarens. Is Valtteri Bottas in that Aston Martin or the uh, Alfa Romeo? Is he best of the rest? You're not taking out Mercedes out of there too. No, no, he's not. Why not? Because Mercedes has a faster car, even with the purpose. I'm not talking about the cars. I'm talking about 
him as a driver in his car. No, no, no. That would be George Russell, I think. He's doing phenomenal. Smoke. Smoke? Smoke. Okay. Okay. Smoker, smoker fire. George Russell finishes the driver's championship ahead of Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Smoke. Smoke. Can I stay like that? Nah. He's up 21 points right now. That's fine. Okay. Chill. <laughs> okay. Okay. Smoke or fire? Fernando Alonso, who is currently 15th, finishes in the top nine of the World Drivers Championship. Fire. Fire. Fire? That dude is not sending the state down. So I said ninth because his his teammate Esteban Ocon is currently ninth. Nah, he'll 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 be up there. And pass Ocon. And that car is not that bad. So he's gonna pass Ocon, Magnuson, Daniel Ricardo, and then Sonoda Gasly Vettel. Got nineteen races left. Okay. And nice. and we see in the midfield these swings can happen. So, like not so much at the top, but in the, in the midfield. He has had no luck. He's <laughs> had no freaking luck. No luck whatsoever. Okay. Even this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Same, same thing. <laughs> so he went ninth, retired, seventeenth, retired. That's his season so far. Okay. Uh so I mean we talked about it a little bit. Valtteri Boras at a twelve second pit stop, still finished fourth, fighting off George Russell. To whom it may concern. <laughs> yeah, keep talking, keep talking trash about Botas. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm sorry, he finished fifth behind Russell. Uh, Go but, ahead, talk trash he, about Botas. He was nine seconds off of the pace for Lando Norris to finish on the podium. So if you do the math, there's a potential that he could have been on the podium during this wacky race. You think he could have? I don't think he could have. I think he's enjoying himself, though. I don't think he could have because the McLaren was fast. Okay. But great season so far for him. Yes. Yeah. He's definitely having a good time. Here's the thing with Botas. Don't talk trash about Botas. Nah, we're talking <laughs> about, about Botas. Listen. Botas. If you... We all, I always said, Botas in a top team... It's a great number two driver. If you want him to go out and win you a championship, uh, there's too many other drivers on the grid that are quicker than him and that don't fold under pressure that'll get the job done. But if you can be a top driver or a good number two driver in a top team, you can be a good team leader in a midfield team, which... So far, he has been doing at Alfa Romeo. Also, at Alfa Romeo, he has contract stability. Meaning, while he was with Mercedes, what, four years? 2017? Yes. Yes. Right? He was always on a one-year contract. So on top of that, he had to beat Lewis Hamilton or try to beat Lewis Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Which seems to be easy this year. (laughs) Okay. Um, Nico Rosberg. Um, <laughs> this uh, uh, he's always like trying to fight for his position in the team, which can be exhausting mentally. Now, I think he signed what a 
four-year deal yeah. yes. with Alfa Romeo, he knows his position on the team. He knows he's not going anywhere. He can take risks and he can lead the team and show his worth. I think that has been the biggest difference for Valtteri Bottas this year. Obviously, the new Mercedes engine has you know, benefit Alfa Romeo as well. The what? The, I'm sorry, the new Ferrari engine. I'm oh, sorry. I was about to say. <laughs> I'm sorry, the new Ferrari engine has benefited him. But yeah, I think part of that is also he's more relaxed in this team. He doesn't have that, you know. Come on, you you had to the put up. What? <laughs> <laughs> in a way, the bad Mercedes engine has benefited Alfa Romeo. <laughs> also, that too, yeah. But um. You know, remember uh, last year he had to be on par to Lewis Hamilton <laughs> in every race. But think about it: your competition is when you're on the the top two team. Your competition is Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, and Sergio Perez. And it's like you have to beat all those guys. And it's at at this point or at that point, you know, some would have ranked them f- fourth best amongst that group. Right. So uh, I don't know. It, uh, he he moved over to a smaller pond and he's a much bigger fish, right? There you go. And yes. That's Sometimes that's what you need. And man. you know, back to to having four years and you know behind you telling you you're good, just keep racing. You know, top of your shoulder, you're good, just keep racing. Yeah. And Mercedes and, like, and, and, uh, we're gonna replace you with just Russell in a couple of months. Yeah, and he has the experience of racing for a top team, so he has yes. valuable knowledge to bring to that team. Talking about Alfa Romeo, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So during the race, Red Bull picked up 43 Constructors' Championship points to Ferrari's eight, eight points. Um, we didn't really talk about that Leclerc incident. Do we want to touch base on it now? Yeah. Uh, the, the horrible mistake. He looked like... Um, Can I tell you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know what it reminded me of was... And think about it. I was like, this is exactly what happened. Is, remember Monaco a couple years back when Leclerc was just beasting, trying to get past everybody, like being so aggressive going yes. into, what was that, Raskast mm-hmm. at the end there? That's what it reminded me of. He's like being so aggressive where he may not, granted there he probably needed to be, but where he may not necessarily need to be. And it just kind of shows he just needs to mature just a little bit more and try and score. If you take that second place away, Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you score so many more points, 10 more points. You take away points from Red Bull. You're in a better position yourself. And in the knowing direction. that your team is already on the back foot because Carlos Sainz spin right. out. I was going to say Baku. When, he had, when it was him and Seb, he had clearly the faster car. He was on his way to take pole, and he crashed out in qualifying. Yes. Last year, Monaco, he still got pole. But he put his car into the wall, which... Oh, well, that's why he got pulled. What? Because he put his car on the wall. <laughs> he didn't let anybody else... Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you are right, because... Mon- he put a shoe marker. No, because... Um, <laughs> Max was on a pretty Because Max was on an awesome lap, mm-hmm. and he could have beat him. But either way, he still got pulled. He was, in, he was in line for a car that really wasn't competing for wins last season. He was in line to get pole position... In Monaco, which we know it's extremely hard to pass with those older cars, which can't follow at all. Um, he messed up. I think it was the. It was in the pool, right? Yes, near the pool chicane. Yeah, he 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 hit that curb hard, bounced off. Same kind of kind of like what happened to him here. Hit the wall, and I believe it was his um, his gearbox. His gearbox that just didn't work. 
So he lost out on that. It's it's a bit of a maturity that we've obviously seen a lot of F1 drivers go through. Max went through it as well. Hamilton. But Max didn't do it while he was fighting for a championship. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Leclerc is fighting for a championship. The team is fighting for a championship. I think cooler heads have to prevail. And again, they went for that pit stop, which was not a bad move, especially if your tires are going, which we saw that the Ferrari tires were going. Uh, and, and he went to the soft. But if you're trying to catch Perez, he said it himself, I can't be too greedy. Because what happens is that he bit off too much of that curb. Obviously, you want to be on that curb, but you don't want to be over that curb because it's going to jump. The car jumped, uh, spinned out, went into the wall, had to pit again for new tires and a front wing. Mm -hmm. Luckily, he was able to get up to six, but he lost the podium position. Um, the team, obviously, with Carlos Sainz being out, um, is already on the back foot. Would you say 43 points for Red Bull? 43 points. Race alone, 43 points to eight for Charlotte. eight. Dude, that's a huge swing in the championship, and we don't see so, those swings. Actually, I'm sorry. 44 points because of the fastest lap. Yeah. And he was trying to go for the fastest lap as well. Uh, you know, when you're in a championship fight. It's still early. Every point counts. There'll be other races where you can come in and dominate. Or win because you know that your car is one of the fastest cars on the grid. Extremely disappointing race for Ferrari all around, both drivers. Because again, Carlos Sainz put it in the wall during qualifying. So I'll go back to that. Red Bull 44 on Sunday. They also picked up 14 on Saturday. 58 points this weekend. Ferrari 8 plus the 12 from Saturday, that's 20. So a 38-point swing just this weekend alone. Yeah, I mean, there's only... Right, you could have he could have scored a, the second. He could have scored the fastest lap. Yep. It would have been something to, that you start chipping away. It's a 27-point lead right now, which was a, almost like a 50-point lead now for Charlotte Claire in the, in in the, the Drivers' Championship. And a nine-point lead just for Ferrari over Red Bull. Red Bull went up to second place. They were in third before. Right. And you, um, you 124 were, to 119. Yep. I mean, well, no, 124, you can't have weekends. Red Bull like performed on the weekend they needed to perform Yeah. to maximize the points. But, but wow, this is, <laughs> that's why I say, I mean, I said it last week, it's early. Because just as devastating as a double DNF was for Red Bull in the first race of the season, um, this is a devastating weekend. At least they got some points, but still, it's not enough. You can't have these. If you're fighting for a championship, you can't be doing that. This was definitely not the weekend to do any, any No. No, and then, you listen, look at the conditions. It's wet, it's damp, you know. Home race? No, nah, listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a home race or if you're away. If it's raining and you're, and you're pushing, you just know that you can't push as hard as you can because there are other mitigating factors that can put you in the wall. And what if what if he he jumps up in the air and he can't finish? Yep. Then you're really And it's not because of a mechanical issue. That's all your fault as a driver. All your fault. I'm and so you got to take that, that out. I'm so stupid. <laughs> he didn't even He didn't say that this no. time. No, no. You know, I listen. I mean, he'll be back. 
But it you can't be doing that. Just can't. I I think that where where it's lucky is that this is not a track that from what we saw, this was not a track that was benefiting Ferrari. Right. So they weren't I would say that I was not expecting a Charles Leclerc win based on what we were seeing uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend overall. I mean I would have I would have thought that this track would suit them better. I think they got the tire the tire the the tire choice wrong. Or they just didn't set it up for the t- so the tire th- didn't wear. Um, but just looking ahead, uh, I think Spain favors them. Monaco favors them. Yeah, but just I'm just looking at the next race. Miami doesn't seem to favor them. Miami's going to be a track that's going to favor the Red Bull because that's more of a straight line speed track, and um, and we know that the Red Bulls are great on the sp- in, the, in the straight. So we'll see. Anything else, boys? Hmm. Nico Rosberg's hate on Toto Wolff. <laughs> yeah, no, let me tell the, you something. With the fire I'm sorry, I gotta say this because I because I, I I completely forgot about this. Um, there was a segment on Sky where they had just interviewed Lando Norris, and they were just talking about how good of a weekend like McLaren was having because he. You know, obviously they they look nowhere at the beginning of the season. They come back the last two races and have great results, especially this one. And you know they're asking Nico Rosberg about how how good McLaren is doing and blah blah. And then right at the end, just like I did with you guys in your Ferrari hate, he made it all about Mercedes hate and said that maybe Total Wolf can learn something from Zach Brown in turning a team around. (laughs) Like, dude. The hate. <laughs> Stop the hate. Over. <laughs> what happened? It's Total Wolf's career over. Yeah. Stop the hate, man. God, is he's su- he's such a troll. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he's not he's not in a partnership with them anymore, right? No. I don't think so. No. Maybe he's better. I mean, he did. I mean, he is getting a project one. When is that car coming out? Anyway, he just keeps getting delayed. Yeah. I can't wait to see that car on the road if we ever see one. You know what? What I like, I think the the K Mac thing that he brought to to Haas, and I think he did like a change of energy there because he because he all of them look like they're at, at peace or they look like they're having some fun. Because yeah, have you ever seen that man smile so much? <laughs> no, <laughs> he no. looked like more like before when he was in. He was like. So he was miserable. Be, he looked like he wanted. To, he didn't want to be there. <laughs> I've never seen K Mag smile so much. It's insane how much he, he was smiled. Oh no! I, was, I thought you were referring to the to the principal Steiner. Oh Steiner! <laughs> nah, I mean, Steiner. Steiner's Steiner. Good, Steiner. Steiner. As long as Steiner's, Steiner's like uh, fun too. As, yeah. As long as he's you know pushing a toy boat, he's good. <laughs> Listen, it's about not. Be, granted, they're they're eighth, but it's not last, and they're eighth by a point. Alfatari's got you know they're seventh. <clears throat> But I think Magnussen brought like a new life to the team, and he also brought himself a, a change of energy on, on himself. You know, going back to F one, I think he's he's thrilled about it. He's enjoying every. every what do you, uh, you know? Since we're on house, what do you guys see, Michael Schumacher? You Mitch, think? Mitch, 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 I, Mitch. I think that Magnussen's exposing him for like he really needs he really needs to work on his craft. Yeah, yeah, he really needs to work. You think on he'll he'll pull through? Pull through in what sense? Meaning that he'll get up to that point where he's competing with Magnuson as far as being quick and I mean, so long, so long season. 
Yeah, but we could say. Well, that I'm just saying that. Do you think? <laughs> no, we said, that's why I don't want to trash. What was it? Smoke or fire? <laughs> I I think. Well, what's what's the actual question? I'm saying smoke or fire too. Will Mick Schumacher compete? Compete with Kevin Magnuson as far as pace is concerned. Know. Smoke, smoke, dude. He's just been nowhere. He's in outer space as far as where his pace is. Granted, this weekend didn't help him because obviously he had the spin. Yeah. Okay, but how many? This has been every weekend. Wow, he would have done really well if not for <clears throat> going off on whatever turn or if yeah, not for true. this incident. Or at what point do we start to say, okay, well, what what the heck is going on? Yeah. He's not Michael. Definitely uh, Nobody not. will ever be. No, <laughs> Michael Schumacher is special, man. Come on. He's, he's, yeah. But, I mean, uh, he can still be a serviceable F1 driver, so we'll see. As of right now, you know, he needs. I would agree with Wells Smoke right now. He needs to put his head down and and really focus on what he wants to do. Yeah. So there's. Hold on. Could that be also the reason why Ferrari gave two more years to to Carlos Sainz? I don't think so. I don't think they're looking at it that way. But let's put it this way: there's 18 drivers that have scored a point this year so far. There's two that haven't. Can you name the other one that is in Mick Schumacher? Alonso. No, 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 no! I'm just saying. I just he, threw a name out there because I know he's he had no luck Stroll? this year. No, he had a point. Latifi. He had a point this week. Oh, that's right. Shit, Nicholas Latifi. Latifi. No, who remembers Latifi? That's right. <laughs> but but that's, but that's my point. If you're down there with Nicholas Latifi, yeah, that is. If Alex Albon in a Williams is scoring points or scored a point because mm-hmm. that because of that strategy and like obviously he drove well. Uh, I don't know. Over under, over under, is all right. Will Latifi get after this year get another year in F one over nope. under one year? Uh, I will say over under one year. I think one year. So t- well, his contract is up at the end of the year. So. I think he'll get one year. Think so? Yeah. He's bad. He's bad. He's like far and away the worst driver. He's so lucky Nikita Mazepin was on the grid. Like he's year. constantly spinning and going off track. He needs to stay off the Nutella. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. All right, guys, anything else before we wrap up? No, man. We're good. All right, so next week we'll be previewing. We're back in, not back in, but we're headed to Miami. Miami, bro. Ooh. So, Bienvenido guys. Miami. I was thinking the same thing. Come to the B, whatever. I don't know. This is the song. Anyway. Can't um, sing that song anymore. It got canceled. Yeah. So, (laughs) guys, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Miami Grand Prix preview. Peace. Peace. Peace.